0: You're listening to The Jay Barker Show on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa.
1: We are rolling on here on Game 7 Memorial Day. You've got the Miami Heat, the Boston Celtics. That's going to come at you tonight. This is Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, alongside Aaron Goldhammer on Michael Rothstein. Fitz and Harry is always presented by Progressive Insurance. Before we get to our next guest, and that'll be Jonathan Zazlo, who's the host of the Zazlow Show 2.0 podcast. I want to play, go in with this sound because Eric Spolster, the Heat head coach, spoke at Shoot Around a little while ago, and he gave some final thoughts, last words, if you will, before tonight's game seven. This has been probably as
2: evenly played now a series. We've had uh, super competitive games that go all down the wire. Uh, each team has had a blowout. Um, each team has won three in a row. Come on, let's tip this thing off. I think that covers it, guys. Unless, uh, unless we can start this thing in a half hour, I don't know if there's anything else uh, we need to discuss.
1: Well, I'll be honest. I'd like if they started at a half hour because then Aaron Goldhammer and I can react throughout the entire game. But we're going to go to the phone lines. We're going to go out to Boston. Jonathan Zaslow, the host of the Zazlow Show 2.0 podcast. Thanks for joining us today. When you heard Spo's words there, his final thoughts, what was your reaction to, I guess, his last message publicly?
3: Yeah, I mean, thanks for having me on, guys. Uh, nothing that comes out of the mouths of the coach or the players on this team is going to be surprising they are an extremely confident group it is a very business-like team it's a very business-like franchise they're going to talk about the opportunity and they love having the opportunity to play a game seven and for an eastern conference championship and this is a team that you know if the heat lose tonight it's not going to be because they folded under any kind of pressure it's not going to be like Philadelphia at Boston game seven, where that is just not a team that is mentally ready for that kind of situation. If they lose tonight, it's going to be because Boston's better, because they defended, because the Heat didn't make shots, or vice versa. It's not going to be because this team is going to wilt under any kind of pressure. This team is absolutely ready for this kind of moment. So I'm not going to be surprised with anything that any of the coaches or the players say from our side uh, going into the game tonight. I know what their mentality is. Zaz so as a fan. Are you over game six? No, no, like, no. And I, look, I, I, the Heat fan for, we're talking 24 years now, the, without question, worst moment in Heat history, worst loss in Heat history was always Allen Houston, 1999 deciding game in round one where the Heat were the number one seed and the Knicks win with Allen Houston right at the buzzer. That has always been known as the worst moment in Heat history. I think now. Obviously, it depends on what happens tonight. If the Heat win tonight, we're, we're never going to care or talk about Derek White Game Six ever again. It'll be completely meaningless. But if the Heat lose tonight, I, I think the finish to Game Six is the worst moment in Miami Heat history. So, no, I can't possibly be over it. Forty-eight hours later, I mean, hell, it, it took Heat fans, you know, decades to get over the Allen Houston shot. And we're several championships removed from that. And for me, I like I, I was at I was at my peak. Miami Heat fandom watching that game Saturday night. Like, I was fully invested. I was on my feet the entire game. I'm yelling and screaming at the television. And, like, I haven't behaved that way in a really long time. So, no. Like, I've been moping around the last 48 hours, like, as if my dog died. I'm not over it.
1: We're talking to Jonathan Zaslow, the host of the Zaslow Show 2.0 podcast here on Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio. So, all of that said, Zaslow, how nervous are Heat fans tonight? How nervous are you as fully invested Heat fan tonight?
3: You know, it's funny. Like I said on my show on Friday last week, a lot of times, you know, sports fans, they'll tune into our shows, you know, and they want their favorite host or whoever it is to make them feel better. You know, make them feel better about the game, about the game five loss. And I feel like I did that after game five. Like, I'm going to make you guys feel better today. We are definitely going to win game six. And on my show today, like I do not have the same attitude. Like any, like I hope everyone tunes in to Zadlow Show 2.0 today. But you're not going to get from me like this super confident portrayal going into tonight's game. I am not super confident. It's it's game seven on the road. And by the way, the Heat don't care about that building. The, you know, before game five's loss. At TD Garden, the Heat have won four consecutive playoff games, all Eastern Conference final games at Boston. The Heat don't care about that building. That's not an issue. But you're, you're playing a, a one-off game against a team that is better than you. I mean, by all accounts, Boston was number two in these. The Heat were number eight. And now Boston has won three in a row, and they are also better than you. So going into this game tonight, you know, game seven, anything can happen. But, like, I'm petrified. I am. I'm, I, I, the Heat fan doesn't want to hear me say that. I'm petrified because I know what the stakes are, and I don't want to live with the only team ever to blow a 3-0 lead. So, yeah, like I'm totally petrified going into tonight's game.
4: My sense of this is that um, Jimmy Butler's place in heat history is already cemented. But that Bam Adebayo, this is sort of, you know, teetering for him. What is at stake for him and the way Heat fans do or don't love him tonight in Game 7? Yeah,
3: yeah, I'll I'll say it's a good question. I'll say first about Jimmy. There is literally nothing that could happen with Jimmy Butler tonight that is going to change my opinion on Jimmy Butler. And, uh, I mean, look, some Heat fans are obviously upset he did not play well in Game 6, although he came really strong in the fourth quarter. But there is nothing that Jimmy Butler can do or not do tonight that is going to shape my opinion in any type of negative fashion about Jimmy Butler. As far as Bam goes, look, Bam has always been the center of criticism for the Heat fan. Like every good team has a guy who when the team doesn't play well, the fan base is always going to point fingers at. And that guy for the Heat the last few years has been Bam at a bio. And it's so frustrating because... He was not good in the East Finals last year against Boston, save for Game 7, which he was very good. And so this year, he had a great regular season. And if we get that guy in another Eastern Finals against Boston, he will win with that guy. Well, we saw that the first couple, really even three games this series. Bam was fantastic the first couple games this series. And he's been a no-show the last couple games. I think the Heat fan wants Bam to be a superstar when the reality is He's not a superstar, but the thing that he is, the things that he brings is still really, really good. I think the Heat fan wants him to be something that he's not. He's not a guy who's going to get you 25 and 12 every game. He's a guy who once in a while is going to get you 25 and 12 while being incredible on the defensive end. I think if the Heat don't win tonight, what we all officially realize is Bam is not necessarily a number two. Like Bam kind of needs to be your third guy. And they'll have to add a number two next to Jimmy Butler. I think that's kind of what's at stake for BAM tonight.
1: We're talking to Jonathan Zasla, host of the Zasla Show 2.0 podcast here on Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio. And we'll get you out of here with this. Because we've been talking about it all show long. What's the worst food take you've got? Because it is Memorial Day, uh, a, a holiday centered often around food. What's the, big, what's the what, worst food take
3: you have? Okay, I, I think... I think this is probably appropriate because it's Memorial Day. Barbecues, swimming, we're at the pool. I got to tell you something. A lot of people think watermelon in that spot. Uh, Watermelon doesn't do anything for me. I don't get watermelon. I think watermelon's kind of gross. I don't like the black seeds. I don't want to be chewing watermelon and spitting out seeds. Watermelon to me is gross. Everyone else seems to love it.
1: You know, I, I'm kind of with you, man. I, I prefer the watermelon roll from Friendly's, if you remember that as a kid.
3: I think we're probably <laughs> the same age
1: in Vintage. Like, that to me was watermelon for so many years.
3: I don't know. There's a, there's a bowl of watermelon outside by the pool. It's like, you guys can have that. That's not for me.
4: That's <laughs> like, I think you just have never had good watermelon. I can't believe Maybe, this Maybe, I,
3: I don't want to eat something and have to, I don't want to pick through it with
4: my teeth and tongue so that I don't they, swallow they, the Hold on, seeds. they make seedless watermelon, <laughs> like just go to the next bin of stuff at Publix or whatever, and it's the seedless watermelon. You don't have to, the black seeds are not a necessary part of the experience. That bowl of watermelon
3: is for you, it's not for me.
1: Hey, listen, Zaz, I appreciate that, and I am with you on your bowl of watermelon. I hope you find only mangoes and grapefruits tonight while you're watching the Heat and the Celtics play Game 7. Go Heat! Go Heat! Come on, do it! (laughs) That is Jonathan Zazlow, host of the Zazlow Show 2.0 podcast. You know what's funny about Zaz, Michael? Like, there are some
4: radio personalities in markets, and you listen to them, and you can tell... Like, they're just doing their job in the market, but they're not really a fan. Jonathan Zaslow is not over game six. And when I say he's not over
1: game six, I'm not sure he's slept since the end of game six. I I mean, it sounded like he might not have slept since the end of game six. And I I worry win or lose what might happen tonight. That that, that man, I drink a lot of black caffeinated tea. That man might need a whole, like, gallon of caffeinated tea. Uh, man, I, I, I don't know. And that, that is a mediocre food take right there. We want to hear about your worst food take. Give us a call, one eight eight say espn That's one 888 But coming up next, we're going to talk about two words. Two words. Are they the best words in sports? Are they not the best words in sports? They're centered around tonight. That's next. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio.
5: Words in sports. Game seven. Will the Miami Heat complete the historic upset, or will it be the Celtics who make history by coming back from down three games to none? Coverage begins tonight at eight Eastern on ESPN Radio, presented by Indeed. You can also listen on the ESPN app and on Sirius XM channel eighty.
6: Whether you own a local business or a global one, you're always looking for ways to position your operation to create opportunities and move on them faster. With Bank of America, you get access to experts, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter, locally and globally. Visit bankofamerica.com slash business to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Copyright 2023 Bank of America N.A.
2: From
7: T-Town to the Plains, this is Alabama's most in-depth analysis on the SEC. This is Big Noon Sports. Dead Bad 100.9 Tuscaloosa Weather.
8: A very nice Memorial Day. The sky's sunny, the high for this afternoon around 81. Mostly fair and pleasant tonight, below 61. And we stay dry tomorrow and Wednesday. The sky partly to mostly sunny both days. Highs between 83 and 86. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 79 degrees in Tuscaloosa. One of the more interesting holidays
1: when it comes to sports. We've got Game 7 tonight in the Eastern Conference. That's, of course, between the Miami Heat and the Boston Celtics. But it is also a day of outdoor sports. You've got the NCAA Lacrosse Final. That's on ESPN right now. You also have the French Open starting. Some big upsets already on the women's side there that you might care about. Alina Alina Svitolina. Beat Martina Trevizian, the 26th seed, 6'262, 6-2, and Sloane Stephens, the American, who you probably are familiar with. She upset 16 seed Carolina Pliskova in straight sets this morning. On the men's side, Novak Djokovic, straight set win. Carlos Alcaraz, the top seed, up two sets to none over in Paris. And Memorial Day, not the two best words in sports. We're going to get to the other best words in sports here in a few minutes. This is Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio alongside Aaron Goldhammer. I'm Michael Rothstein. We're in for the guys today. But before any of that, we're going to go to the phone lines. We've been talking about your worst food take. If you have a say on that, a thought on that, give us a call, one 888 ESPN 888 And we're going out to Ben in Texas. Ben, what's your terrible food take? What's up, Ben? What's up, guys?
3: Uh, pineapple, definitely yes. I tried uh, sardines. I don't know how the heck they're so salty, but um, I put uh, uh, sour cream in my macaroni and cheese. Ooh! Um, with you the uh, the powdered cheese and stuff instead of the milk and the uh, butter. My roommate hates it. He says disgusting, but I think it's fantastic.
4: You know, I'm actually kind of intrigued to try this. So you open up like the craft, like the box of mac and cheese, like the one we all had when we were kids. But instead of milk, you put sour cream in?
3: Spatula with the mix, and you do about uh, two-thirds full of the light sour cream. Throw it in there, and then you throw the cheese packets in, mix it up, and it's just like the uh, shells and cheese. A little, uh, little more of a milky taste, but pretty good. Saves you on the salt. It saves you on the uh, the uh, lactose and stuff like that. So you can do lactose-free sour cream. I know you said you're lactose intolerant. So, um, yeah. So that's what
9: I do. A lot of people hate it, but I think it's great. I Ben, I I'm,
1: I appreciate I appreciate your uh, enthusiasm around that. I just ah, man. That's a tough, that's a tough the, sell I for me, dude. I don't do the box of mac and cheese, man. If I'm going to eat
4: something that's fattening like that, I'm going to make it from scratch or get it from a restaurant where it's really high quality. And I, I don't – I tend not to go to the box there, just my own. Now, maybe my kids, but not for me.
1: That's fair. I, Aaron, I get it. Thank you for the call. We really appreciate it, Ben. And, uh, you know, listen, He, he talk, we're talking about food here, but my favorite two words in food are extra dessert. Or if you want to combine gluten-free into one more gluten-free pastry. But when you're talking about sports, the best two words are up for debate. Because there are some people who will say, Aaron Goldhammer, that it is tonight. It is game seven.
4: I do not believe that. The best two words in sports are game seven. Like, when did this become a thing? Because growing up Uh, marketing. nobody said, yeah, but how did it originate? Like, I want an oral history of how... Because, look, we all love Game 7. It's now all of a sudden basketball and hockey and baseball are like football where it all comes down to this. It's just one game to go. But I don't know really in my eyes, aren't just to be sort of stereotypical here, a television ratings, Michael, say that Super Bowl are the two best words in sports, that that's what America thinks because no game drives the ratings that the Super Bowl – Does not any game seven in any sport at any time? I
1: mean, if we're going to go that route, World Cup would be the two best words in sports because internationally, nothing beats the World Cup. I mean, if if we want to use that definition, true, like Um, World Cup, you know, to me, the best two words in sports, other than and our producer Shannon Penn's going to laugh at this callback, Eurovision final is is, uh, sudden death. That, to me, is the good most one. exciting two words in sports good, because good, you, know, good call. you know it means a winner, a loser, advancement, and there's usually something pretty big on right. the line. It's the way NFL overtime should be, in
4: my opinion, is sudden death. Now, let me throw out another one because I think the most exciting play in all of sports is Hail Mary are the two best words in sports. Like to go from losing to winning and that big of a swing, the jump ball and somebody, it gets batted around and comes down with it in the end zone. Is everybody. The highlights that get replayed the most, I think, aren't necessarily those from game seven. I think if you convert a Hail Mary, you go legend forever. Why do we know Doug Flutie's name, really? I mean, why did he win the Heisman Trophy? Why is he still a sports legend? It's because of one pass and one moment and one game. So to me, I got to nominate Hail Mary as two of the best words in sports. And I, I would argue that all of these are neck and neck or some in my mind are even over
1: game seven. I'm with you there. Game 7 to me is like 8th, ninth, 10th, 30th when we're talking about this. What do you think? Give us a call. 888-SAY-ESPN. 888-729-3776. What are your favorite two words or two best words in sports? This is Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio presented by Progressive Insurance alongside Aaron Goldhammer. I'm Michael Rothstein. And when we look at some of these other words, our, our producer Shannon Penn has put some suggestions on here. And I, I don't know if I buy any of them. I apologize, Shannon, in advance. Opening day, I'm not buying. Just does that, that doesn't yeah. do it for me. It's a big party,
4: but who's your favorite baseball team? The Mets, they win or lose on opening day this year? I bet you don't even remember.
1: Uh, I do remember because I was coming off, I was having surgery. Uh, I think they, nope, they lost, I think. I don't know. That's the that's thing. Okay, I don't remember. Well, There, there you yeah. go.
4: Okay, it's proven out. Opening day. What about March Madness? Uh, that you of the best can, words in
1: sports. That you can buy. I, I, I can buy. I can buy into that because I think that that's something that really cap- captures the country. What, what, about, what about this?
4: Ro- what about Rogers retired
1: so that we don't have to talk about it
4: anymore? <laughs> Those more, are two of the best words in
1: sports. <laughs> yeah, well, for certain reporters, Rogers traded probably hits that mark as well. I, I think that you can also add, you know, the one I would add is the Masters. Oh, the but
4: that—that's like one the. word. But are you adding the article is important there? The the matters. The I'm I, matters
1: I, I, I'm I'm stretching here to make okay. my point work. Adam in West LA, what do you think? What's up, Adam? I think Hail Mary.
3: Close, it's just it happens once every three years. It's got to be buzzer beater. Let's talk about buzzer beater. It happens a handful of times a year, and it's just the, the same thing. You go from about to lose to the, the high of highs.
4: Yeah. Also, game seven, th- thank you so much, Adam. Game seven, like the Philly uh, 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 Boston one and the Sacramento and the Warriors, like all of those, you know,
1: to me were just kind of yes. blue games. No, they were, a- absolutely. Buzzer beater, though, I buy that, and that's trying to be replaced, at least in basketball, by the Elam ending, another two-word sports phrase. Keep weighing in on the two best words in sports. You gave us a call at 888-CESPN, 888-729-3776. Plus, the Celtics are trying to pull off the greatest comeback since the 23 Patriots in Boston. We'll argue about that, I'm sure. We'll talk about all of that after this. From Omaha Steaks and Aaron Holt Gunner. F- f- thank you,
4: Michael. Father's Day is almost here. And if you're looking for the perfect gift it, for me, but also for any dad, look no further than Omaha Steaks. Omaha Steaks, perfectly aged, always tender, guaranteed delicious. The Father's Day experts at Omaha Steaks have made it so easy to put a smile on the big guy's face this summer with hand-selected packages. All you have to do is head over to OmahaSteaks.com and use the promo code HARRY, H-A-R-R-Y, as this is Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, at checkout, and you get $30 off your qualifying order. Now for the good stuff. You can choose from a variety of mouth-watering packages that include fork-tender bacon-wrapped filet mignons or other gourmet grillables. Like air-chilled boneless chicken breasts, burgers, jumbo franks, and so many more. And don't forget, save room for dessert. Most gift packages come with four delicious caramel apple tartlets. Is your mouth watering yet? Because mine is. I can't even pronounce the word tartlets. Go to omahasteaks.com. Use the code HARRY at checkout. You get $30 off an unforgettable gift that is guaranteed to make Dad's special day. Because if there's one thing we know... Dads Want Steak. That's OmahaSteaks.com. Promo code is Harry at checkout.
0: Minimum order is required. See the site for details. G, J, and Max. The whole point of the blue checkmark is not for the person who has the account. It's for everyone else to know, oh, that's really who they claim to be, and it's for public figures. If anyone can pay for that, then it's no longer verification. More
5: from Keyshawn, Jable and Max. Weekday mornings at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN2.
7: From T Town to the Plains, this is Alabama's most in depth analysis on the SEC. This is Big Noon Sports.
4: It's Tuesday, Canty and Carlin, 3 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and the
10: ESPN app.
7: In the Western Conference Final, the
11: Dallas Stars and the Vegas Golden Knights will face off. One team looking to add a second cup. The others searching for their first. Vegas finds the back of the net. Who will prevent the Western Conference Final? Stars Golden Knights on ESPN, ESPN Plus, and ABC.
12: He's 6'10. He's wet from three. Murray might be their second most important player. You're not going to convince me that Michael Porter is not their second best player. The right time with Bomani Jones.
13: You can listen or follow on the ESPN app or wherever you listen to podcasts. Oh, hey, oh,
11: Two time champ Brianna Stewart returns to the Emerald City with a cast of all stars by her side. John Cole Jones, Courtney Vandersloot, and Stewie jumpstart their quest for the Liberty's first title. It's a really special opportunity. Things like this don't happen often. The WNBA. We're all about New York at Seattle. Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern on ESPN2. Presented by Google.
5: Memorial Day on ESPN Radio. Go! Carlos Correa. Central leading Minnesota Twins head to Houston to face Jordan Alvarez in the Astros. Hit Jordan Alvarez with a three-run homer. The Minnesota Twins at the Houston Astros. The coverage begins today at 3.30 Eastern on ESPN Radio. You can also listen on the ESPN
0: app and on your smart speaker. Historic MLB matchup: the Yankees and the Dodgers in a rivalry for the ages. You have no idea. You can't watch the rest uh, is history. Baby, history yeah. Give us Broadway versus Hollywood. Sunday night baseball: Yankees, Dodgers. Sunday at seven Eastern on ESPN. Presented by
10: Casamigos Tequila. Keyshawn,
5: J. Will, and Max.
2: David in Massachusetts. Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. I, I believe they're on their way to accomplishing what Jordan and Pippen did. You know, six rings, possibly.
0: Jalen Brown so and Jason Tatum way. are going to win how many rings? Uh, I mean, uh, maybe half. Maybe half. At least three. I could see them
5: winning three they rings. I will, mean, they
12: got to get one first. I asked they're, one they're follow gonna, up question. He cut the total it. in half.
5: G. J. and Max. Mornings on ESPN Radio
12: and on the ESPN app. Ray are here for eBay Motors. So you ordered a new air filter for your car. You try to install it, but it doesn't fit. So you take a little bit off the sides. What still doesn't fit? Well, you could try to sit on it. Or get it right the first time with eBay Guaranteed Fit. When you see the check, you know that part's gonna fit. Air filters, brakes, headlights, over 122 million parts. Get the right parts at the right prices. eBay Motors, let's ride. Eligible items only, exclusion supply.
13: Okay, outdoor summer cocktail party fit check. I've got a hot pink and orange bodycon dress paired with vintage sneakers. It'll definitely attract attention, but not from mosquitoes. Because I'm wearing it with Off Clean Feel for eight gorgeous hours of not-sticky, fragrance-free protection. So I can sip, socialize, and flirt out there in the wild with absolutely unshakable confidence. Get your pre-party protection on with Off Clean Feel. SC Johnson, a family company.
5: Set up.
15: The 2004 Red Sox in the American League Championship Series against the Yankees. The Patriots against the Falcons in Super Bowl 51. Two incredible postseason comebacks by Boston teams. The Celtics would like to add another tonight when they welcome the Heat. Game 7 NBA Eastern Conference Finals. 8 Eastern ESPN Radio. The Celtics, with a win, become the first NBA team ever to rally from a 3-0 deficit and win a best-of-seven playoff series. Golden Knights tonight have another chance to punch their ticket to the Stanley Cup Final. Once up 3-0, Vegas carries a 3-2 lead into Game 6 NHL West Final against Dallas, 8 Eastern ESPN-TV. Novak Djokovic, straight sets winner, first round French Open today as he seeks a record-breaking 23rd Men's Grand Slam singles title. Baseball raised foot closer Pete Fairbanks on the injured list with left hip inflammation.
1: might be national championship and you've got the NCAA men's lacrosse national title game going on right now. Notre Dame up on Duke 3-1 3-1 to one late in the first quarter. We've been talking all about the best two words in sports and your worst food takes here on Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app here on your Memorial Day. Alongside Aaron Goldhammer, I'm Michael Rothstein. And we're going to go out to the phone lines now. And we know that, callers, we, we see you there. We will get to you after we get to our next guest and that is the great Rob Nikovich our ESPN NFL analyst Rob thanks for taking some time on this Memorial Day weekend and let's I want to start here we were just talking about it what are your as an athlete what are your two favorite words in sports
9: favorite two words in sports uh, I would you know Super Bowl's nice right
7: mm-hmm. uh,
9: first down <laughs> um, like, I'm thinking all football terms. Um, man- Manning sacked. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Man man down. Man down. Uh, I, You know, like, Pro Bowl, which I never made. How about that one? That's, uh, that's a good bad. one. I would have
1: thought maybe defensive touchdown.
9: <laughs> <Yeah>. Contract <laughs> yeah, extension that's, 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 as a an rare, athlete. That's a rarity. That's a a rare two term uh, right there that I was, that I ever heard. Um, What do you got? What do you guys, uh, what else is there? Uh,
4: We said like buzzer beater. I just don't always know Ninko that like game seven means that it's going to be a great game. A lot of game sevens failed to live up to the hype. And I'm kind of worried about that. This one tonight in Boston. Yeah.
9: I don't think game seven is even that cool. Like, yeah, this is, this is a great series because of the comeback but you know there's been plenty of game sevens that are duds you know right so i I, if you're a if you are a patriot fan which would probably make you a celtic fan you'd rather hear game one because that means that they won the game seven and they're moving on to the finals
1: We're talking to Rob Nikovich, ESPN's NFL analyst here on Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio. And you were were part of a pretty big comeback, obviously. It was a comeback within a single game, 28-3 in the Super Bowl. What was that mentality like kind of as things were going poorly in the first three quarters against the Falcons and then everything that happened after?
9: Well, the one thing that I would say of just having one single game and not multiple is the – Every single play and every single moment is that much bigger because you only have one opportunity. And you're you're losing time as the clock ticks. You're not having that opportunity. So if you miss a play, um, it's really hard to correct it. So that game was pretty special. Um, And then also, too, I would say it's embarrassing. Like If you're getting beat like the way the Patriots and myself was getting beat in that game, you go into halftime and you just want to make it a game. And you, you don't even really think about, oh, okay, this is what we need to do to win. You basically say to yourself, okay, this is what we need to do to not look like complete clowns out here. Like we shouldn't have even made it to this point. Like you're being embarrassed in front of the national you know, audience. So, I mean, it, it was more of an embarrassing feeling that we were getting beat like that so it was more so a calm demeanor of let's just go make this a honorable attempt at making it a game and then slowly but surely that momentum shifted and once it shifted the falcons didn't have you know that energy to bring it back to their way
4: rob ninkovich with our cspn nfl analyst you know you played in some of the biggest games you know in patriots history championship games super bowl games where do you think the nerves are for the Heat and the Celtics right now? And how do you try to channel that energy in a positive way, not a negative?
9: Well, I mean, I would say that as an athlete, and these guys are elite at an elite level to where they don't, you don't necessarily feel nervous. It's, it's almost like an excited energy to get, get into the game and get those juices flowing of how, how that moment feels. Um, you know, I think that's the one thing I do miss is, you know, those big, you know, those big time moments and big time games where you you look forward to playing in those, and the, you just feel the energy of the people around you. So, you know, I, I can guarantee the garden; these guys are going to be excited to experience the moment, and you really don't feel the nerves. You know, I, I never felt nervous. The only time I'll tell you, the only time I ever felt nervous, the only time I ever was nervous was 2016 or 2015 our long snapper was hurt. He got hurt. So Bill came up to me and said, hey, you're going to be our snapper next week in the game. And I thought to myself, I'm like, wow, so I'm going to be snap, I'm going to snap and play defense. I don't know how many guys have done that. So I do all week long snap. I do all the punts. I do all the field goals. Everything's great. You know, it's good. Well, I get in Lambo, so because we played in Lambeau, it was December, it was really cold. When you look through your legs to throw to the, the punter, in practice, all you see behind the punter is usually, you know, the field, some tree lines, you and the punter, that's all you see. So Lambo, I remember getting under center, or getting under the ball, getting ready, looking between my legs, and seeing a ton of people. <laughs> a stadium full of people. All watching the snap to make sure that it got through, them. and I just said to myself, "Well, I'm going to screw this up now. This will be a terrible way to go out. Of, go out because it'd be very embarrassing to go down like this. So, just kind of pushed it out of my mind. Threw the through the ball between my legs. All good snaps, you know, perfect snaps. It was great, but I had a moment of nerves in that moment. Yes, that that was the only time I was nervous.
1: Well, well Rob, I think that made you a clutch performer. Uh, At least in the long snapper category compared to and in addition to everything we had seen on the field defensively from you for the Patriots for a while. We're talking to Rob Ninkovich, ESPN's NFL analyst here on Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio. And Rob, we'll get you out of here with this because it is Memorial Day. And one of your colleagues is Dan Orlovsky with his terrible food takes that are uh, like there are so many of them. I couldn't even think of the word to describe it in one word. What's your worst food take?
9: Worst food take. Well, uh, okay, I'll give you a Thanksgiving one. I hate okay. the cranberry stuff, sauce. Like the really? can, where huh. you you know, like you take it out and you it sloshes out of the can and it looks like the same shape. Like I, I never like I just that 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 the cranberry sauce to me was like ugh. Like who eats <laughs> that? And a lot of people love it. So I don't. I just don't get it. Hey, you know, now
1: you got me thinking about turkey and Thanksgiving. we got like seven months to go. Stop, stop pushing the year along, ningo.
9: And now with, you know, I would say, I mean, a grill, like you really can't go wrong with grilling, like on this beautiful day, you know, Memorial Day on the grill, you know, I, I really, there's not one thing that I did. Okay. This is one thing, which is call me crazy. People think that I'm nuts when I do this. I don't like too much of the char. You know, I like when they char broil or grill something, it gets the black stuff. I literally will take the patty and I'll throw it under (laughs) water. I'll take the char off, which is, that's odd. That's an odd thing to do.
4: You wash your grilled food before you eat it. Your cram- you were. I, I had done. you. I had you with me on the cranberry sauce, Nico, and then you just totally lost me when you put your burger so it, under the faucet. I don't faucet.
9: wash it. Let's say, like, I take the grilled. I'll take the grilled. Um, say it's burgers, and I'll run hot water and just kind of like throw it under there real quick, just to get some of the black stuff off. I
1: just- <laughs> <laughs> Dude, did you do this as a kid too? I'm so. I, I mean, we can go like 20 minutes on this. Like,
9: did, where oh, yeah, did this when start? Yeah, I was a kid, I I was just like, this is gross. I just never liked it. You know. So like when I do my burgers, I got to make sure they're not too dark. Like I just don't like black, black, you know, like the, the black char on the burger. Sometimes if I go to a restaurant, I'm like, no way, I can't eat this. It's gross. Can't do it.
1: <laughs> well, well, I hope you make your burgers perfect today so you don't have to mess with any hot water on so your post-grill actually,
9: stuff. I just, I, I just got a skillet, the outdoor skillet, and I used it for the first time. Mm-hmm. I actually made a burger today for lunch no char on the burger because it's the skillet it was it's amazing i love it you have you have solved
1: i'm so proud of you you solved your problem and and your and the problem for anyone listening who does not like char on their burgers hey rob thanks for taking a few minutes today man (laughs) thank you rob Hey guys. <laughs> Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Protect your family, your phone, and your furry friends with life, electronic device, and pet health insurance. Stay with us on the phone lines. We're going to come to you next with your two favorite words in sports, your worst food takes, and whether, I guess, you like char on your burgers or not. This is Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio. Brought to you by Bank of America.
6: Success is picking up extra shifts for your family. Now you want to be the boss. Success is getting your foot in the door. Now you want to take the next step. Success looks different to everyone, and University of Maryland Global Campus can help you reach your goals. For more than 75 years, we've been transforming lives by helping working adults like you expand their skills, move up, or start a new career. And there's never been a better time to get started on your future. Apply to UMGC by May 31st. We'll waive your application fee. An accredited state university, UMGC offers online and hybrid courses for more than 125 undergraduate and graduate degrees and certificates. Take advantage of faster onboarding, success coaches, lifetime career services, and more. Achieving your dreams is more possible than ever before. Choose the program that's right for your career goals and get moving forward. No application fee through May 31st. Learn more at UMGC.edu. Certified to operate by CHEV.
7: Covering SEC sports like kudzu on the roadside. This is Big Noon Sports.
0: A D-100.9 Tuscaloosa weather.
8: A very nice Memorial Day. The sky's sunny. The high for this afternoon around 81. Mostly fair and pleasant tonight. The low 61. And we stay dry tomorrow and Wednesday. The sky partly to mostly sunny both days. Highs between 83 and 86. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 79 degrees in Tuscaloosa.
1: set eastern conference finals miami boston celtics but before we get you there you've got some stuff going on in sports today because memorial day which means sports will happen during the day you've got the national championship game in men's lacrosse going on right now notre dame taking it to duke they're up 5-1 in major league baseball you've got cleveland and baltimore scoreless in the bottom of the third texas and detroit Scoreless in the middle of the third and over in France, the French Open, the second major of the year is going on. Carlos Alcaraz, who's the top seed on the men's side, he gets a straight set win, as does Novak Djokovic. We've been talking about best two words in sports and your worst forced, worst food takes here on Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, alongside Aaron Goldhammer I'm Michael Rothstein. And Aaron, of the ones we've heard so far, we're going to get to the phones in just a second. Which yeah. is your favorite? Oh. Of, the, of the words not the food the words uh, i i really like buzzer beater
4: yeah, there's no good. such thing as a bad buzzer beater there's such thing as a bad game seven we've seen a couple of them in these playoffs already that have been sort of unwatchable like I, I i guess a really memorable game seven can be great and a really memorable super bowl can be great but super bowls can also be so bad you want to turn them off in the third quarter I think any Hail Mary or any buzzer beater is something that you immediately want to pull out your phone and show your friends, your family, the highlight of over and over and over again.
1: Without question, although if you were at the game and filming it, I, I got issues with that because you just enjoy the moment for a minute. We're going to go out to the phone lines here. We're going to start with McGuire in Michigan. I'm curious where in Michigan, as I used to live there for many years. McGuire, what do you got? And happy Memorial Day to you. Hey, happy Memorial Day.
3: I'm in Kalamazoo. Oh, okay. And, uh, Home of the Wings. Yeah, that's right, the K-Wings. And uh, I think you guys are giving me examples, sudden death, buzzer beater, Hail Mary. They're all examples of walk-offs. I think that term has lost some popularity with uh, the decrease in baseball's popularity. But that's that's all they are. So walk-off,
4: best two words in sports. You know, that's a good one because you could have walk-off, a walk-off win in football also. You can. Which is, you know, it, it reminds me of like the Al Harris interception off Matt Hasselbeck. You know what play I'm talking about? Yeah, I know exactly are uh, we, we want the ball and we're going to score. Like that moment where it strikes everybody in Lambeau that the Packers are going to win on a walk. That, that place is just going totally and
1: utterly ballistic. Walk-off is a good one. Walk-off is a good one. I, I like it because it's maybe my best three words in sports, which is walk-off-walk which I always just, I chuckle whenever I hear walk-off walk because it makes me laugh. Want to go out to Cornell in New York. I don't know if you live in Ithaca, but if you do, that would be great. Cornell, what do you got?
9: Uh, I think the best two words in sports is
1: world champion. You can't really argue with that, can you, Cornell? Like, you really can't. Like, for an athlete, you can't argue with that. For a fan, you can't argue with that. But, But I just, I think...
4: I don't get excited when I hear world champion. I'm like, okay, well, like, we're going to name a world champion in basketball. But, but but by the way, why do they call it the World Series, and why <laughs> do they call them world champions? Like, you're really not the world champion if you win the NBA finals. You're the NBA champions,
1: but you didn't play anybody from around the world. I yeah I don't I I got nothing for you there I, I've always wondered that too I wish they would then create a world league and then all the champions would play each other and then you'd really see it like kind of like in in soccer you see that with Champions League you see that with the Europa League and, and I would like to see that grow even further but you do have that because in soccer they do have the World Cup co- they they kind of club world cup so you do have some semblance of that we'd love to, to, to see that see, but basketball. i think
4: if you win the gold medal in basketball that's the world championship not the winning the nba finals i
1: guess i don't know I, I i get where you're going with that i just don't know if i see but again you're you're getting national teams there and that's more restrictive versus see, like I the think club you're started
4: in. with boxing because we used to always call you know the heavyweight champion of the world okay that's yes. legitimate like there's only one belt worldwide that's going on. Um, I have bad news for you, Aaron. There's now there's four. a lot more than one. <laughs> I, I, I I mean, this is part of the problem with boxing. But you, as it's boxing one of the guy, many problems with boxing. As a boxing guy, you know where I'm coming from. That like, I, do know. I think that, that that this phrase being the heavyweight the world series it all is a boxing derivation, I think, is yes. the idea
1: of being the heavyweight
4: champion of the world. Yeah.
1: Yes, I, and the, un, the title now is Undisputed Champion, and that, that's in the four-belt era. This is Fitz and Harry on ESPN, or radio alongside Aaron Goldhammer on Michael Ross. And we'll go back out to the phone lines now. We're going to go to Jason in Nebraska. What's what up, are Chase? your favorite two words in sports? Oh,
9: hey, guys. How you doing? Good, Jason. Great. How you
3: doing How are today? I'm doing great, yeah. So, I watch
2: all sports all the time but i'm telling you as a golf nerd the two greatest words in sports are masters sunday you can't
9: beat the drama coming down the back nine the approach shots on 13 and 15
2: having to hit that t shot on 18 there's always suspense there's always drama it's just awesome Masters sunday you know jason i I, i'm
1: i'm not going to disagree with you i said the masters earlier And Masters Sunday is better than just the Masters,
4: Aaron. It is. It's funny that for one weekend, golf goes from sort of this obscure fringe sport right to the top of the list. You know, like as we plan out our shows, even if it's the Sunday of the PGA Championship, I mean, it's on the radar, but it's not the main topic. On Masters Sunday, golf just takes over everything. Um, but I, I look, I, I think there are boring back nines of the masters. I, I think this year John Rahm was just dominant, and I you know, if it's close, if Tiger's involved, then that's really special.
1: without question. Continue joining us here with this stuff. We're talking about worst food takes, best work, two words in sports. one eight eight say ESPN one eight eight seven two nine three seven seven six. Coming up next, will this be the greatest comeback in NBA history if Boston finishes out? Fitz and Harry.
7: He is a player who is prone to injury as the season goes on. He's
4: going to wind up being one of the greatest players ever, never to win a championship.
5: Weekday mornings at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio.
16: It's not a rumor. I'm back. And in my first Netflix show, FUBA, ready to get pumped up to crush every episode to see things explode before you and to burst out laughing with your women. Well, I'm sorry to disappoint you, but you're only going to get all of the high acting action that I have to offer. All the trains, helicopter chases, pure unfiltered action. So put that cookie down, get to the chopper and watch FUBA. Now streaming only on Netflix.
0: The Dell Technology Summer Sale Event is on with limited quantity deals on top tech. Save on select PCs powered by the latest Intel Core processors like Thin and Light XPS 13 laptops, Inspiron laptops, and 2-in-1s. Plus, get savings on select accessories, free shipping, and monthly payment options with Dell Preferred Account. It's the perfect season to power your passions during Dell's Summer Sale Event. Save today by calling 877-ASK-DELL. That's 877-ASK-DELL. Offered to U.S. residents by WebBank, who determines qualifications for and terms of credit. WTUG HD2 Northport and W265CG Tuscaloosa. Tide 100.9 and screaming
8: on the Tide 100.9 app.
0: Them. Parenting? I feel like that comes up a lot. I feel like most recently I've needed some help because I feel like my shortcomings there are evident. It's life stuff, you know, relatable content. It's fun. It's just two bald-headed goods just talking about nonsense a lot. In a crowded podcast space, um, there's that one. We're here. Here we are.
5: Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Henry H. Rogers III tweeted, how in the world do you allow, you and Key allow a Bronx-born and raised guy like Max to continue to jump on the bandwagon and say he's the leader of Laker Nation. How?
7: He's a fraud. You root for your team, win, lose, or draw. Kick him back to New York. I was No, 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 no. No, you do not have your I was the afternoon in
0: drive host 7,
7: 10 in LA. This is Judge Key. Judge Key. You are the Laker fan of all fans. This is
16: your town. You lay down the law on Mr. Tellerman. We would not accept his application, nor do we want anyone like that around our organization, rooting from afar or up close.
5: You know the Lakers mayorsville when you see them. G.J. and Max. Mornings on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. Memorial Day on ESPN Radio. Central leading Minnesota Twins head to Houston to face Jordan Alvarez in the Astros. Hit a Jordan Alvarez with a three-run homer. Minnesota Twins at the Houston Astros. coverage begins today at 3.30 Eastern on ESPN Radio. You can also listen on the ESPN app and on your smart speaker.
11: Champ Brianna Stewart returns to the Emerald City with a cast of All-Stars by her side. John Jones, Courtney Vandersloop, and Stewie jumpstart their quest for the Liberty's first title. It's a really special
12: opportunity. Things like this don't happen often.
11: The WNBA. We're all about New York at Seattle. Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern on ESPN 2. Presented by Google. <laughs>
2: Austin
7: is not dogless. They've lost their dog. There There are missing signs all over, like, Massachusetts. (laughs) Dog missing. Call Brad Uh, Stevens if found.
5: Check out the Dominique Foxworth Show. Anywhere you get your podcast.
6: The Women's College World Series.
14: Ready to raise a ruckus in Oklahoma City. Eight teams
6: and a world
14: of. contested on the grandest stage in softball.
6: The NCAA Women's College World Series presented by Capital One begins Thursday at noon Eastern on ESPN.
4: Tuesday on Canty and Carlin. Nothing better than a Game 7. We've got it. Celtics and Heat. And
17: with the Heat facing elimination can playoff Jimmy deliver. It's Tuesday.
4: Canty and
12: Carlin. 3 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app.
10: Long before there was reality TV shows there was American Gladiators.
7: We sold out everywhere we went. No one cares if you're sore. No
17: one cares if you're sick.
10: These games were not safe for humans to play. It was a given that they were all on steroids.
5: They
2: always wanted impact. Was it worth the punishment that their bodies were taking? 30 for 30 presents the American Gladiators documentary, part one. Tomorrow at 8.30 Eastern on ESPN. streaming. A
3: town
0: square media station. WTUG HD2 Northport. 265CG Tuscaloosa, Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide
8: 100.9 app.
5: And on Sirius XM Channel 80. You
1: know, whenever I hear this music, and this course Jason Fitz playing, I, it reminds me exactly how talented of a musician Jason Fitz, who typically hosts this show along with Harry Douglas, is. No one should ever, ever forget that. This is Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, ESPN app, Sirius XM. Channel 80. Alongside Aaron Goldhammer, I'm Michael Rothstein. We're in for Fitz and Harry today. Fitz and Harry, as always, presented by Progressive Insurance. We've been talking all day about your worst food take. Give us a call. one eight eight say espn 888-729-3776 No one gets you ready
4: for Game 7, like us. On ESPN. No, no, exactly. <laughs> we we will day. prepare you
1: for Game 7 because we know that, you know, you're going to probably eat a lot at your barbecue or your cookout today, depending what you call it. But, Aaron, we also want to keep you from having food poisoning so we're going to give you some advice of how to avoid bad food takes yes. because otherwise you're going to not be able Very to watch important. game seven tonight also, and you might you end know, up choking away your chance at being able to watch the nba finals if it's too bad that, that and also remember that you
4: know we talked about the two best words in sports some might say concession stand oh or, you know that's hot a good dogs one. you know like those are two of the best words and, dollar beer to make sure that you have the appropriate, you know, uh, food and drink in order to sit down and be able to enjoy a, a Game 7. Everybody's talking about the history that's on the line tonight with yeah. finally one of these 3-0s coming back. And by the way, Michael, it's you really feel it because any time after this, if Boston wins, they're going to put up the graphic that says only one team in NBA history has come back from 3 nothing down, and it was the 2023 Boston Celtics. So part of this for Heat fans and Boston fans is the constant reminder either of the great moment or the devastating moment that's sort of swinging in the balance here and also giving hope to the team that's down 0-3. When you say this has never happened before, it kind of feels like an insurmountable Mount Everest to try to climb.
1: Well, they've, it's 150 times the team has been up 3-0, and it has not happened yet. I mean, to me, it is very analogous to college basketball, because in March Madness, we never saw a 16 beat a 1, right. and now forever you're going to know UMBC was the first one to do it. However, right. yep. the luster maybe has been lost a little bit because there was another 16 seed this year that beat a 1. So, Do you, do, do you remember who it was that beat the 1 this year? Do you remember
4: the name of the school? I'm trying to... Yeah, Fairly Dickinson. It was Fairley Dickinson. Okay.
1: Yeah. Good for yeah, you. Because then you got the FDU-FAU second round game. Right. That, okay. was, so that I, was, I was great. That people that love acronyms love that game. <laughs> I was going to say, I know I happened this
4: year off the top of my head. You know, I, I couldn't remember it. Do, do you think that it's fluky that it hasn't happened already? Or do you think it just speaks to, especially in this sport, if you lose the first three of a series, the other team is really better and you don't even need to bother
1: playing the last game? I, I don't I don't think it's fluky because it's happened in other sports. It just doesn't happen often. It happened in baseball. I, 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 it's more interesting to me that Boston teams seem to be involved in this more often than not. Of course, in baseball, the one that we know better than any, the only time it's happened, is the Boston Red Sox coming back from 3-0 down right. to beat the New York Yankees. It's also happened twice fairly recently in hockey. Yeah, And the Boston Bruins were involved in that as well. Uh-huh. So, you know, I don't know. It's an interesting question of of what this really means, right? Like, and what this really kind of dives right. in. The Bruins, by the way, were on the losing end of that to the Flyers in 2010. And the LA Kings beat the Sharks be, after being down 3-0 yep. uh, in the Western Conference Finals in 2014. They ended up winning the Stanley Cup that year. So... Aaron, I I don't know. When we look at this, though, right? This is Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, ESPN app. He's Aaron Goldheimer. I'm Michael Rothstein. When we look at this, if Boston were to win, is that the bigger deal or is the bigger deal that maybe Miami, and I don't think they choked it away, but that they choked it away? I haven't seen many choke
4: moments for Miami in this at all. I mean – Since they went up 3-0, let's think about this. They got beat solidly in Game 4. There was no choking going on there. They got beat solidly in Game 5. It's not like they committed 25 turnovers. or I mean, Boston was just better in both of those games. And then in Game 6, what's funny... If you're going to pick a team that choked in game six, it was definitely Boston coughing up the 10-point lead, the 9-point lead with three minutes to go. So I could argue, actually, for those who want to try to blame Miami or Heat culture or say that they were overrated, or I actually think that the Celtics have done more choking in this particular series than the Heat have.
1: Yeah, they. yes, <laughs> because Miami wasn't supposed to be here by seed. They weren't supposed to be here up 3-0. A lot of this has been house money for the Heat uh-huh. for, oh, I don't know, what? The better part of the last month? Nice. Had to get, you know, even at the play-in tournament. Like, this has been house money but, for Miami for But now I think they've
4: gotten far enough in where if you think you can go to the finals, then you think you can be the first eight seed to ever win a championship. Sure. Like, they, the Miami is not a stereotypical eight seed in that way. So I think once they beat Milwaukee— I mean, kind of all bets were off about ultimately the kind of season that they were going to end up having. Um, I think on the other hand, you do have to give Boston some credit for the way that they've turned this thing around as much sort of mentally as physically because they were an absolute mess after game three. I thought their coach was on the verge of getting fired and I thought they were on the verge of quitting and it was going to be a really ugly loss that could tear the Celtics apart. Missoula gone jalen brown traded and for them to sort of have the gumption to be able to call it up again and prove that they're the more talented team in this series over the course of the last three games i mean to me the last three games are more about that than they are about you know miami choking it away or boston coming up with this improbable comeback i think the celtics have just finally been themselves over the course of the
1: last three games yeah, listen, history is always written by the winners. That's the saying that often goes, cliche or not. This, to me, if Boston were to win tonight, becomes more about Boston than anything about Miami. Because, again, you go to the seed, you go to the seed line, you go to what happened, how Miami even got here. Because when they were playing Milwaukee, don't forget, Giannis got hurt. And yeah. that team was beat up. So, all of a sudden, they were able to do that to me when this thing felt real, really real for Miami was actually not the Milwaukee series because of the issues that were going on with Giannis and how important he is to the Bucks. but yeah. it was when they were really handling New York. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. New York wasn't the best team, but they were a team that was clearly better than Miami during the regular season, and they, they didn't really have that many injuries, although, you know, Emmanuel quickly was having some issues. Like, yeah, I, that to me is when I was sold on this Miami team. I'm really curious to see... Where this goes going forward. This is Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, ESPN app, alongside Aaron Goldhammer on Michael Rothstein. We've been also asking you about your worst food take. We're going to head back to the phone lines. We're going to go to Heisenberg in New Mexico. I'm a little worried to ask what this <laughs> might be. What is your worst food take?
9: The worst, the worst food take, guys, any mayonnaise-based salad, macaroni salad, potato salad, it's hot. It sits outside. Many turns. It's a guaranteed case of food poisoning to make you valley ill and miss all the uh, best two words in sports, barn burner. Barn <laughs> burner <laughs> games. <Yeah. laughs> no matter what it is, no matter what it is, no matter what sport, if it's a barn burner, you're going to stop and watch it.
1: No, Heisenberg, you're absolutely right. And by the way, if you eat your mayonnaise-based salad today, you might not be able to watch the potential barn burner tonight, either in hockey or in basketball, because you've got the Stars right. and, of course and, we hope. and the Golden Knights and the NHL on ESPN tonight. And then, of course, you've got the Celtics and the Heat and in Game 7 on TNT. R- R- Rothstein, of course, we hope that food is the only thing that Heisenberg in New Mexico
4: is cooking <laughs> on this Memorial Day. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well done sir i was waiting for that i that's why i was very concerned of what we were going to get there when we went to heisenberg but Which i took a chance it? i trusted job, our producer Heisen. shannon Pen shannon penn that he had screened that appropriately we're going to go to darren in kansas city now what's darren, up, what is uh what are your best two words of sports
9: or worst well, we look, as a guy that covers the chiefs here in kansas city for years in kansas city i've got to say
2: thanks to patrick mahomes who's who's a uh, punch my ticket pause on the last uh, three of the five Super Bowls.
9: It's got to be Championship Sunday. I mean, without that, you know, I mean, there is no Super Bowl without Championship Sunday.
1: I, I guess, Darren, but there's no Championship Sunday or Super Bowl without regular season or even preseason football.
4: If Just because you have the conference championship games doesn't mean you're going to have a great day of football. Yeah, you know, I mean, it just so happens the last few years we've had some great conference championship games, some of them better than the Super Bowls that we've had. I actually do think, by and large, that is the best day of football of the year, not the Super Bowl, because I like having the doubleheader, you know, in case one of the games is a buster, you know, it's much less corporate. It's at home sites. I just like the viewing experience of the conference championship games better. By the way, NFL, if you ever think about putting those games at a neutral site, that is such a terrible money grab. You better not. I will go nuts on that if they ever try to do that.
1: It would be really bad. Now, the... The teams that, the team you cover now, the Cleveland Browns, the team I used to cover, the Detroit Lions, not really gonna have to worry about those things necessarily a- anytime soon potentially. But, man, but, to, but just
4: imagine what the con- conference championship Sunday would be like if the Lions were playing in it and it should be in Detroit, but instead, you know, they decided to put it at a neutral at Jerry's world for the oh, know, it, would like, be, come
1: on. it would be it would be well here's the problem too, is that if you have it at a neutral site do you have to almost have the NFC teams at an AFC neutral site? Yes. Like you, yeah. you pretty much have to do that, right? Like you just, have, it's, it's a really fascinating conversation. It's one that I hope we never, ever have to have. Coming up next, we're going to keep taking your calls on your worst food take. That's 888-SAY-ESPN, eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. And one of the best in the business, he's going to share some of his thoughts on one of the most hotly debated topics we've had today. Fitz and Harry, ESPN Radio. Jay and Max.
16: The Saints are going to win the NFC South. They got the two best quarterbacks on their roster in the South. Michael Thomas is coming back. You know
5: what Chris Olave is. Of course they're going to win it. G-Shawn, Jay Will, and Max. It all starts weekday mornings at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN2.
4: I'm Scott Trout, attorney and CEO of the domestic litigation firm Cordell & Cordell. We help men deal with the life changes triggered by divorce, but life changes also occur after divorce. These changes can make parts of your existing court order irrelevant or harder to follow. If you feel a modification to your court orders might be necessary, talk to us at Cordell and Cordell.
0: For matters in Tennessee, visit cordellcordell.com, 200 West Martin Luther King Boulevard, Suite 1000, Chattanooga, Tennessee 37402. No representation is made that the quality of legal services to be performed is greater than the quality of legal services
2: performed by other lawyers. Two guys drove to work.
7: This is Big Noon Sports. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather.
8: A very nice Memorial Day. The sky's sunny. The high for this afternoon around 81. Mostly fair and pleasant tonight below 61. We stay dry tomorrow and Wednesday. The sky partly to mostly sunny both days. Highs between 83 and 86. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 80 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Sports you love and that you can find it in the ESPN app. Download and sign up today.
0: Shop J-Will, and Max. LeBron said he's still better than 90 or 95% of the league. The thing about that that was interesting to me is that's the first public Utterance I've heard from LeBron, unless I've missed something, that acknowledges that he's not only no longer the best basketball player in the world, but that he's not the second or third best either. Right? When you say ninety to ninety-five percent, you're saying, "Man, there's a little layer that is better than me."
16: And that's okay. He's thirty-eight years old. He's not oblivious to the fact that Giannis is probably better than him. Steph Curry is probably better than him. The Joker is probably better than him. He's not Katie's probably better than him. He's not talking about ten years ago. He's talking about real- 100%. 100%. But
0: what I'm saying is, I've never heard him say something that would lead me to believe he's now publicly acknowledging, man, there are players better than
9: I
2: am.
0: TJ
5: and Max, followed by Greeny. Mornings on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app.
1: and I'm starting to get hungry because it is Memorial Day, and that means food. That means burgers. That means hot dogs. That means grilled chicken. That means coleslaw. That might mean spaghetti, depending where you're at. We don't know. That might mean get desserts, some cobblers. I, I don't know. I, I, it, should <laughs> it, up, <laughs> it should not mean pizza. Uh, it should not mean pizza. It should not mean, I don't know. There are some other things I think it shouldn't mean when you're talking about food. This is Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, ESPN app, Sirius XM, at Channel 80. Alongside Aaron Goldhammer, I'm Michael Rothstein. As Fitz and Harry are off, hopefully having their own Memorial Day fun today after they hosted KJM this morning. But earlier today on Greeny with myself and Aaron Goldhammer and the great Chris Canty, chef Michael Simon came on the show. It was a big surprise for us. And he weighed in on this,
7: cookout versus barbecue. Michael, you've been cooking for over three decades, and I got to ask you your professional opinion about an age-old debate that's that's been be- well before you started cooking and one that stresses me out this time of year every single time. Barbecue versus cookout. What's the difference between the two, and which one do you want to go to?
17: Well, I mean, okay. I mean, we, we, this could be a four-hour show. at this dang, point. that's that you know. what, that what I'm trying to say. So,
4: we're, we're trying to so, avoid the heat blowing this and talking about game seven, so you can fill this as long as you want, uh, Simon. Well, I mean, have you noticed real
17: quick, once Kevin Love went down, they haven't won a game? Like, you know, look, I, I love K-Love, known him for a long time now, but, you know, there's no way that that tipping happens because he boxes out. It just yeah. does, like he he doesn't play a lot of minutes anymore, but he still does all the important things. And they haven't won since Kevin's been out. That's all uh-huh. I'm saying. Okay, uh-huh. now a barbecue. Do not call it a barbecue if you go outside and turn on your gas grill and and put some burgers and hot dogs. Thank on. you, <laughs> thank you, delicious. Not a barbecue. If you're cooking in a smoker of any sorts or with live fire, even if you're grilling over live fire, I will give you the barbecue pass. But really, what barbecue means is cooking food low and slow with real fuel, wood and or charcoal, depending on where you're from. Get those damn pellet smokers out of here. I'm not putting anything that looks like rabbit food in the side of a box to cook my meat. And if you're cooking on a smoke, like I did cooking chickens yesterday, it took five hours. It's a process. So if you barbecue, call it barbecue. If you're having a cookout, a cookout is delicious. But please call it a cookout.
1: That, of course, was the wise words of Chef Michael Simon as he weighed in on what a cookout is versus a barbecue. And if you haven't eaten at one of his restaurants before, you really should. If you're in Detroit, go to Roast. That's one of my favorite restaurants in Detroit. Aaron can speak a bit more about Cleveland restaurants with Michael Simon. This is Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio. And Aaron, what is your... We didn't really get into this before. What is your favorite Michael Simon restaurant?
4: Oh, wow. Well, I mean... uh, There was a restaurant here in Cleveland called Lolita that, unfortunately, there was a fire at. You know, Michael was talking so much about all the live fire at his restaurants. (laughs) Uh, Thank goodness nobody was hurt, so we can laugh about it. But Lolita had a fire and has since closed. But now Michael has barbecue restaurants in Cleveland, legitimate barbecue, as he would describe. And the restaurant is called Mabel's. I think there's also one in Las Vegas. Yeah. Yeah. But there's one in downtown Cleveland and there's one uh, on the east side of town out by us where where I live. Um, And we're really lucky to have, you know, like Michael is a world renowned James Beard award winning iron chef who's on your TV on all your food network cooking channel all the time. But he is back in Cleveland at these restaurants all the time. You never know when you're going to sort of peer around the corner and see him managing things or throwing some meat in the smoker in the kitchen.
1: I mean, that's awesome. Like, it's, I have a a chef buddy of mine, Madison Cowan, who's been on some of those shows as well. And yeah, it's, it's awesome whenever you see those guys doing it. So we want to ask you what's your thoughts on cookout versus barbecue? What's your worst food take? Of which we've had a lot. Although my food take is not bad, it is right, which is that you should have pineapples and anchovies on your pizza. Give us a call: one eight eight say ESPN one eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. Aaron Goldhammer is shaking his head and would like to rip through the zoom to like maybe hit me upside the head after I talked about pizza. Get no, no, this.
2: no, no. Actually, when you read the what you guys' thoughts, I want to hear you guys. The two of you, Aaron and Michael, you guys haven't weighed in on the difference between cookout and barbecue. Do you uh, use the two interchangeably?
1: Is I, there a difference? I, 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 I don't you? cook, Shannon. I don't cook, so my it's on the George Foreman grill. So whatever that means, it eats. That's where I'm at. My dad was the George one who did all Forman that. George Foreman
4: grill is just sad. I don't think it's a cookout or a barbecue. I think it's just <laughs> That's sad. fine, and I, and you want to know what? I am perfectly okay with that. Um, I would say that people look down on gas grills, but we we have like the gas line that runs out to the grill in our backyard. And I, I'm not gonna lie, Michael, that grill is on 10 times a week for us because it's so easy to clean and it's so easy to cook and food off of it is generally just, so rather than doing chicken in a pan or a vegetable on the stove, we try not to turn, especially in the summer, our stove or oven on and we just exclusively use this outdoor grill so while michael is trying to shame me for my gas grill and saying i can't have a barbecue on it i love the fact that i could just push one button turn the thing on the, the same thing is true of fireplaces right like everybody respects the natural wood with the starter with the smell with the but aren't you jealous of the person that has the gas fireplace where literally all you have to do is flip a switch and the fireplace goes on and you don't make nearly the level of mess? And it, Maybe it's it yes. I just don't understand really how to barbecue. But I think that Michael is being a little bit pretentious and looking down on the gas grill, which I think there is nothing bad about grilling on a gas grill today.
1: I mean, again, I live in an apartment. I am unable to have a grill. The only time I see a grill is if I go to a friend's place or I go to my dad's. And because that is not my home, I stay away from any sort of grilling because that is that is one thing I learned and learned early growing up in my father's house is that he is the man of the house. He is handling the grill Go away, kid. Go play basketball or video games and come back when food is ready. Or guess what? You can kind of carry the food and help there. He was so particular about it. And who knows? If he's listening, this may get him and even call in. He was Uh so particular about it, he never even let me help. He was like, no, like, Uh hey, I'm going to teach you this. He was like, no, this is not. This is the family secret that I'm going to keep. Like, oh. this is never, ever happening. I think he told my brother. Did not yeah. tell me, but that's because I think they did not trust me with any of the food. Very quickly, we're going to go out to the phone lines. 30 seconds. Tim in British Columbia, barbecue or cookout?
2: Yeah, so first of all, guys, I'm, I'm in British Columbia. I'm from Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, Welcome. So a, I live in Atlanta yeah. now. Yeah, barbe- barbecue is uh, barbecue's not a verb. It's never a verb. It's a noun. It refers to a specific uh, food. It's a, it's a pig that you cook. And I, mean, so, uh, I mean, literally, I think okay. when I
4: look it up in the dictionary, it is a verb. Like, I, I don't understand why you have an issue with that. I'm going out to barbecue? If I'm doing it on a smoker, like on the big green egg, like, don't you think I'm okay to
1: say I am going out to barbecue? But it could be a noun. It could be a barbecue as well. we have we have to do a both. grammar conversation, Tim. It's I appreciate both, but this. Don't,
4: but don't tell me I can't use it as a verb. The dictionary says I could use it as a verb.
1: Ah, I, You can use it as whatever you want, Aaron. I'm just going to be honest. I don't know if you're good at it or not. I'm just probably not going to eat whatever it is that you try and serve up. Coming up next, should the Celtics be favored tonight in Game 7? We're going to ask an expert. That's after Goldhammer As this from O'Reilly. Folks, did you know one, of, one in four car
4: batteries is weak and needs to be replaced? One in four. O'Reilly Auto Parts is going to test your battery right now free of charge. If your battery needs to be replaced, their professional parts people can help you find the best super start battery for your vehicle and your budget. Make sure your vehicle is ready for the weather. Getting ahead by getting your battery tested for free at O'Reilly Auto Parts.
0: Wake up and get up with Key, Jay, and Max. What Butler has done is exceeded even those expectations. Like, every time you think, yes, I know how good he is and what he's capable of doing, he pushes it a little farther than you thought was possible. Keyshawn, Jay, Will,
5: and Max. Followed by Greeny. Weekday mornings on ESPN Radio.
7: This is the Big Noon Sports Network.
6: World Series.
14: Ready to raise a world of possibility.
6: The world
14: is mine. They are picking up the bats. You get out of your seat. You don't blink. Softball's best compete
6: for the ultimate crowd. A
14: championship is contested on the grandest stage in softball.
6: The NCAA Women's College World Series, presented by Capital One, begins Thursday at noon Eastern on ESPN.
5: Memorial Day on ESPN Radio. Central leading Minnesota Twins at the Houston to face your Don Alvarez in the Astros. It's a ton!
0: Your Don Alvarez with a three-run
5: homer. Minnesota Twins at the Houston Astros. Coverage begins today at 3.30 Eastern on ESPN Radio. You can also listen on the ESPN app and on your smart speaker. DJ K-Dub checking in.
9: Previously on the Fireball Show. Hello, Billy. Good evening. Hello. How are you? I'm fine. Okay, we got that established. Yes, sir, this is Paul. Okay. Feel like I'm at the G7. I'm waiting for the uh, interpreters to tell me. Billy, go right ahead.
8: We can hear you. The Paul Feinbaum Show. Weekdays at 3 Eastern. On the ESPN app. And on the SEC network. Long
10: before there was reality TV shows, there was American Gladiators.
17: We sold out everywhere we went. No one cares if you're sore. No one cares if you're sick.
10: These games were not safe for humans to play. It was a given that they were all on steroids.
2: They always wanted impact. Was it worth the punishment that their bodies were taking?
5: 30 for 30 presents the American Gladiators documentary, part one. Tomorrow
12: at 8.30 Eastern on ESPN. Streaming same night on ESPN+. He's 6'10". He's wet from three. Murray might be their second most important player. You're not going to convince me that Michael Porter is not their second best player. The right time with Bomani Jones.
13: You can listen or follow on the ESPN app or wherever you listen to podcasts.
4: Tuesday on Canty and Carlin. Nothing better than a game seven. We've got it. Celtics and Heat. And with the
17: Heat facing elimination, can playoff Jimmy deliver? It's Tuesday. Canty and Carlin.
10: 3 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app.
11: Time champ Brianna Stewart returns to the Emerald City with a cast of all stars by her side. John Jones, Courtney Vandersloop, and Stewie jumpstart their quest for the Liberty's first title. It's a really
12: special opportunity. Things like this don't happen often.
11: The WNBA. We're all about New York at Seattle. Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern on ESPN2.
12: Presented by (laughs) Google. Ray are here for eBay Motors. So you ordered a new air filter for your car. You try to install it, but it doesn't fit. So you take a little bit off the sides. What still doesn't fit? Well, you could try to sit on it. Or get it right the first time with eBay Guaranteed Fit. When you see the check, you know that part's going to fit. Air filters, brakes, headlights, over 122 million parts. Get the right parts at the right prices. eBay Motors, let's ride. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
13: Okay, outdoor summer cocktail party fit check. I've got a hot pink and orange bodycon dress paired with vintage sneakers. It'll definitely attract attention, but not from mosquitoes. Because I'm wearing it with Off Clean Feel for eight gorgeous hours of not-sticky, fragrance-free protection. So I can sip, socialize, and flirt out there in the wild with absolutely unshakable confidence. Get your pre-party protection on with Off Clean Feel. SC Johnson, a family company.
5: Get
15: we see this just in. Celtics point guard Malcolm Brogdon told ESPN Anscaves Mark J. Spears he plans to return tonight. Game 7, NBA's Eastern Conference Finals against the Heat. He's been dealing with a partial tear in the tendon in his right elbow. His forearm still sore, but Brogdon feels more confident about being made, able to make an impact. Game 7 coverage, 8 Eastern ESPN Radio. Boston is currently a 7.5 point favorite. Like the Celtics, the Stars once trailed three games to none. Their deficit is now 3-2. Heading into Game 6 of the NHL West Final tonight, versus the Golden Knights, 8 Eastern ESPN-TV. Novak Djokovic started his quest for a record-breaking 23rd Men's Grand Slam singles title with a straight sets win today at the French Open. Wake Forest named the number one seed in the NCAA Baseball Tournament, which opens Friday in 16 regionals.
16: Listen, I'll tell you one thing,
9: man. you don't know who D-White is, (laughs) you know who he is now.
0: Inbound to Smart, turns it, she's a three, left wing, around, and out!
2: There really was nobody on me, um, when he shot it, just tried to crash.
0: As a tip was good at the end, we're waiting to get an official ruling, and they count it! Oh, they count the tip, and Boston wins
16: it! And everything was like a blur after that. Basketball for league. Really, basketball is fine, it's very,
10: very,
2: very entertaining. We wish we could tip this thing off right now.
1: Game 7. Merely a few hours away in Boston, Miami Heat, Boston Celtics. Winner goes to the NBA Finals against the Denver Nuggets. Loser laments, well, probably a lot. This is Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio. Alongside Aaron Goldhammer, I'm Michael Rossi. Quick update for you. NCAA Men's Lacrosse Championship, Notre Dame up 6-4 on Duke. That's early in the third quarter out in Philadelphia. We're going to go to the phones now and go to Atlanta, not far from where I lived. Get joined by Mark Zinno. Mark Zinno is the host of the Hazard Ground Podcast. Is a podcast you absolutely should be listening to. It is all stories from veterans, which Mark is also a veteran. Mark, thank you for your service, sharing their stories of combat, survival, and beyond. And also, he is an ESPN radio host. Mark,
10: welcome to the show. Thanks for taking a few minutes today, my man. Mike, great to be with you. Uh, thank you so much for having me. I hope everybody's having a wonderful Memorial Day weekend. So let's
1: start here. It is Game 7. You you do a lot of gambling content for us here at
10: ESPN. Let, let's just start big picture. What do you think happens tonight? Well, Boston wins tonight. Um, what we're seeing from Miami over the course of the last three games, the regression has finally showed up to catch the Miami Heat. For the first 14 games of this postseason, You saw a Miami Heat team that nobody had seen in 82 games of the regular season. And for the final three games of this series, you have seen a Miami Heat team that looks a lot more like the Miami Heat team that you saw for 82 games during the regular season. A team that shot 25% from three in game four, that shot 39% from three uh, in game five, and shot 35% from the field in game six. And all while averaging about 99.5 points a game. That's kind of what the Miami Heat team has been all year long. And I don't know without some sort of miraculous shooting performance like they got in game one of this series, like they got in game three of this series, like they got in the opener against the Milwaukee Bucks. Like, I don't know. I think they stand a chance to win this game?
4: Mark Zeno with us here on ESPN Radio. Uh, Mark, what about the total? Because game sevens are usually pretty low scoring, a lot of nerves, not much offense. What, what do you like with this total? Which I think last I checked was at two oh three on Caesar Sportsbook.
10: Yeah. Regular season. And there is a trend that Game 7s typically go under, and a lot of the public will run to bet the under 203 here. Uh, I, I would look to go the other way and bet the over. I mean, look, Boston can't win without scoring. Do you realize that Game 6 was the first game that Boston won this postseason without scoring at least 110 points? I mean, like that, that's they wow. are built to score and they are built to hit threes, and it's what they do. So, you know, this is not a team that that likes to go out and play these low-scoring defensive battles. It's not in their favor. Now, do I think it'll be low-scoring? Yeah. Uh, look at this, guys. You have to kind of do some math here and figure this whole thing out to, to, to look at a way to sort of bet this thing the best way possible. If you're telling me that this is a 7.5 or 8-point spread, depending on where you look, I'm not sure where Caesars has it, and you're looking at a total of two or 2.04, Boston... If they are going to cover this game and it's going to be an under, that means that they have to hold the Miami Heat to around ninety three, ninety four points. And if you believe this game is going to go under and you believe Boston is going to win this thing, just take Miami's team total under. I mean that's that's just the easiest way to play it. Like I, I don't I don't that would be my best play in this game here is Miami's team total under. I'm not sure there's an easier way to play it, just given the nature of what the, the oddsmakers are telling you the line is going to be. And and I would trust that Boston, one, will play their best offensive game at home. Two, uh, Miami, again, they're shooting over the last three games, sort of really regressing, won't be able to make some shots. I mean, remember, they're only in game six because Duncan Robinson had made a stretch of threes um, that just didn't work out. <laughs> With Miami sitting here, I think their team totals at ninety-eight and a half. If
1: Miami. Mark, thank you so much for having a little bit of technical issues here. Mark Zino gave you some betting advice there. We really appreciate it here today. Mark Zino, of course, an ESPN radio host. Sportsbooks didn't want you hearing ground Zinno's, Podcast. Zinno's betting advice. Apparently oh, Michael, not. <laughs> uh, apparently they were not, they were not looking for Mark Zeno's advice. They didn't want that out there, which probably means maybe I might win you some pizza money tonight. This is Fitz and Harry on espn radio alongside aaron goldhammer i'm michael rothstein and uh, yeah what i was gonna ask him before unfortunately we had some technical difficulties there and is if there was a player prop that really stood out to him and yeah to me i i, I don't know what the number is and i could probably uh-huh. look it up but i would I go right the over here. on jimmy butler okay
4: uh 28 and a half
1: points yep so still long. go still go the over on jimmy butler you're still taking the over I would still take the over on Jimmy Butler because we've and seen Jimmy a, Butler in big performances. It is a lot of points, but who else is going to score a guy, for Miami? For a
4: guy who it looked like couldn't jump in game six, to me, it's a lot of points. Um, I liked this bet. Jimmy Butler's over under on total threes. What do you think it is, Rothstein? What, it's over under on total threes for Jimmy Butler? Five? Uh, a half. If he makes one three-pointer, he goes over. Now, I know he hadn't made a three in a couple of games and then made one in game six toward the end. But to me, like, this is game seven, and I think he's going to be a little bit more aggressive. I about guarantee you that Jimmy Butler is going to make a three tonight.
1: Yeah, I mean, listen, we, we I feel pretty confident that Jimmy Butler will make a three tonight. Coming up next, more pressure on the Heat to not blow a 3 nothing lead, and we're going to get Mark Zeno back here on the Fitz and Harry program here on ESPN Radio.
16: Brought to you by Wendy's $3 breakfast deal.
6: Success is picking up extra shifts for your family. Now you want to be the boss. Success is getting your foot in the door. Now you want to take the next step. Success looks different to everyone, and University of Maryland Global Campus can help you reach your goals. For more than 75 years, we've been transforming lives by helping working adults like you expand their skills, move up, or start a new career. And there's never been a better time to get started on your future. Apply to UMGC by May 31st. We'll waive your application fee. An accredited state university. UMGC offers online and hybrid courses for more than 125 undergraduate and graduate degrees and certificates. Take advantage of faster onboarding, success coaches, lifetime career services, and more. Achieving your dreams is more possible than ever before. Choose the program that's right for your career goals and get moving forward. No application fee through May 31st. Learn more at umgc.edu. Certified to operate by CHEV.
7: Covering SEC sports like kudzu on the roadside, this is Big Noon Sports. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather.
8: A very nice Memorial Day. The sky's sunny, the high for this afternoon around 81. Mostly fair and pleasant tonight below 61. We stay dry tomorrow and Wednesday. The sky partly to mostly sunny both days. Highs between 83 and 86. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 80 degrees in Tuscaloosa. (laughs)
1: Close competitive games might not get much better than what you got on ESPN right now. Midway through the third quarter in the NCAA Men's Lacrosse Championship, Notre Dame 7, Duke 5. After Duke went 31 minutes without a goal, they are rolling right now. Of course, tonight you've got... The Boston Celtics, the Miami Heat, Game 7. That could be another exciting, exciting game. This is Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, ESPN App, SiriusXM XM, Channel 80. Fitz and Harry, as always presented by Progressive Insurance. Fitz and Harry were on this morning. So you've got myself, you've got Aaron Goldhammer. We're going to welcome back Mark Zinno, ES, another ESPN Radio host and the host of the Hazard Ground podcast. Mark, thanks for sticking with us through the last segment i, I want to ask you a bit about the podcast that you do it is memorial day and so much of the attention today should be paid sure you can barbecue or cook out or whatever you want to call it uh, as we've been talking about all show but so much of what today should be about should be about veterans and, and having conversations about veterans if you can just explain what your podcast is all about
10: well, the hazard ground highlights uh, tales of combat and survival from a firsthand account. Um, my guests are all people who have, um, you know, been to combat and returned home um, and, and, you know, are, are people who are willing to share their story. And what's unique about... The hazard ground is one we've had on people from every major engagement um, that the United States has been in since World War II. We've had on the second oldest living survival of Pearl Harbor, multiple Medal of Honor recipients. Uh, you go back to the Korean War, Vietnam, every you know all the small little things that nobody's forgotten: Panama, Grenada, obviously Black Hawk Down. Uh, one of our bigger you know uh, we have had over a dozen guests from Black Hawk Down, but everybody from Iraq and Afghanistan and beyond, and all the way up to even Syria now, and and you know conflicts that are still going on around the world. So. Uh, We're very fortunate uh, to have put together a pretty extensive guest list. And these are folks who veterans who have gone on from military service to be elected to public office to, you know, become uh, actors, movie stars, musicians, politicians. I mean, every walk of life that they get into business owners, um, they have just taken whatever their military career has given them and then moved on to the next phase of their life. And. We just want to share the great stories. I mean, you know, I've always said that the Hazard Ground, you know the story of American Sniper and Lone Survivor because there were books that were made in movies. Well, the Hazard Ground aims to tell all the stories that never got that, that opportunity. And, and I just think it's great that all of these folks are, are willing to share their story uh, and a lot of personal details about it too. So I'm very thankful, very blessed uh, that the Hazard Ground has been around for over six years now and, and continues to be a big part in the veteran community. Zeno, thank you for doing this project. And
4: what are some of the common themes that you see between the stories that you hear doing the podcast?
10: It's interesting. I I like that you asked that because, you know, I've interviewed two people from the same battle who have literally been less than 50 yards from each other. And they have a completely different perspective of how the battle unfolds. You know, and that's what makes it so unique. Like the, the combat experience for every individual is different. And how they perceive it and how they, they, they process it and what goes on and what they think about and where they go and how they react. And all that is unique and individual to them. So there are two people who may have been in the same exact battle who just, you know, process it differently. And that causes them to feel differently about it after the fact, you know. And I think that is um, one of the other themes that we end up tackling into. You know, when I started this, I just wanted to tell great stories. I never knew I was going to get into... Massive discussions about PTSD and mental health, and you know, transition and and putting your life back together, and sharing stories uh, about the, the the trials and tribulations that many veterans have gone through in uh, returning to normal life from their service, whether they've been injured in combat or not. um That's you know, these are these are some of the themes that consistently come up. But again, the combat experience is unique to everybody, and I think that stands out. We're talking to Mark Zeno
1: host of the Hazard Ground podcast and also an ESPN radio host here on Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio and, and Mark you and I've talked about this a little bit but I, in the course of doing this podcast over the past 6 years what have you learned about yourself and i realize that's a giant question and we might be able to talk about it for 3 hours
10: but <laughs> no i look i mean you know um i'll be i'll be perfectly frank and i i've talked a little bit about it on the show itself but you know i don't seek out my own recovery without doing the show um i don't i don't ask hard questions of myself and where i am you know I, I, you have a tendency to compartmentalize really well in the military in fact you're taught it it's a, everything is on to the next it's next mission next assignment next job and you just sort of leave all that stuff where it was and move forward and then you start to realize that the that stuff never leaves you right um it, it's with you all the time and it, and it sort of starts to creep its way back into your into your life and into your your mind um when you least expect it and w- without doing this show and hearing other people share their stories i don't know if i ever come up with the own personal courage to to, to share my own story with people who needed to hear it i.e folks from the va and doctors and everything else and and uh, you know i don't get to a point where i am willing to be a leader in that sense and say look I, I i have made this journey and i'm on this journey with you and and um being able to to reflect on all those things that that I went through, uh, I, I think is, is one of the biggest takeaways and one of the biggest blessings I've got from doing this show. So, you know, hearing your stories and th- hearing about the podcast,
4: it's makes, you know, seem, uh, b- blowing a three, nothing lead in a best of seven playoff series, <laughs> you know, all of a sudden is pretty insignificant, but, but t- tell if you can, cause I don't have a sense of this. Like, let's say I'm a Celtic fan or a heat fan. I'm serving my country overseas right now. Um, how much access do you have to be able to watch and pay attention to what's going on in these games? Do you think there are Celtics fans serving their country that are
10: going to be locked in and watching Game 7 wherever they are on the planet today? I would think so, yeah. I mean, look, n- now with the, the level of the Internet and streaming services and everything else, it's a lot easier. I remember I was in Iraq in 2005, uh, or beginning of 2006, and it was the Steelers-Seahawks Super Bowl um, that uh, I think kicked off at about four in the morning for us, or like two in the morning, uh-huh. wherever it was, is it was an eight-hour difference, uh, and we're ahead of you guys. So it was like six p.m. Yeah, it was like after midnight. I tried to stay up and watch it, but I, I remember falling asleep halfway through it. But we, we, you know, we had access to big events like that when I was over there. But again, that was a, that was a long time ago. There is a lot more access to this stuff now between cell phones and and streaming services and everything else. I don't think anybody there is, wherever they are, deployed around the world. If you're a Celtic fan or a Heat fan, if you want to have this game on, you will. It's just a question of what your body clock is allowing you to stay up and and watch when this thing tips off at 8 o'clock Eastern tonight.
2: It's
1: going to be an interesting, interesting game tonight. The, you're, the voice you're hearing is Mark Zinno. He's the host of the Hazard Ground podcast, also an ESPN radio host. This is Fitz and Harry on ESPN radio alongside Aaron Goldhammer. I'm Michael Rothstein. And to, I guess just move it back quickly to, to basketball before we let you go. I know there are a couple other bets you think that might be out there, maybe not player prop bets, but is there one that you're like, this is the best bet that I'm going to take tonight?
10: Yeah, uh, If you didn't hear me earlier, the best bet I'm going to take is the Heat team total under 98.5. But I do like Boston as well to start fast. If you have the ability to take a first quarter bet, Boston minus 2.5. There's a lot of variance in a bet like this. I mean, it could be easily be a two-point game and a guy misses a layup at the last second. And you lose the bet instead of getting it. But um, I, I would take Boston in the first quarter and I'd take Boston in the first half. You won't get me to the window on laying eight points in a game seven. Just not doing it. Hey, Mark, thank you so much. Hopefully people will follow
1: your advice tonight and listen to the Hazard Ground podcast every single
10: day. Really appreciate it, my man. Thank you guys both. Really appreciate you.
1: That was Mark Zeno, host of the Hazard Ground podcast and an ESPN radio host. He joined us here just a little bit ago on Fitz and Harry. One other, as we're talking about things for veterans, one other thing I do want to point out, I actually wrote a story about it. It ran on ESPN.com on Friday. Jared Allen, the very, very well-known Vikings player, and Alex Karalexis, a former UFC Fighter, they actually have started a charity called Jared Allen's Home for Wounded Warriors. I wrote a large story about it on ESPN that talks all about what they do for amputee veterans when they come back. Coming up, does Jimmy Butler have to be playoff Jimmy in order for Miami to win game seven? ESPN radio. Greeny, he could own this town and he knows it. I can't
3: imagine there's anything better in sports. Owning New York is unlike anything, and he's got a chance.
5: Weekday mornings at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio.
16: It's not a rumor. I'm back. And in my first Netflix show, Pupa, ready to get pumped up to crush every episode to see things explode before you and to burst out laughing with your women. Well, I'm sorry to disappoint you, but you're only going to get all of the high acting action that I have to offer. All the trains, helicopter chases, pure unfiltered action. So put that cookie down, get to the chopper! And watch FUBA. Now streaming only on Netflix.
2: Two guys drove to work. Neither guy wore a seatbelt. One guy got a ticket. One guy didn't.